0: Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magdalene Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate. Three, two, one, Gentlemen,
1: start your in-gen.
2: Not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series from Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the Super Speedway of Daytona, the guys, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome you to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Happy Daytona Day. Today, we're in the fan zone. It is packed down here we got a red carpet event that's going to take place around 1. Uh, drivers will be walking from the meeting down the red carpet. After the meeting, they'll return back to the red carpet. So we actually going to do uh, two red carpets in one day, one morning. And i got Kyle back all the way up there at PA. How's it going, Kyle?
3: Hey, Rowdy. It sounds
0: really busy there. I get, I'm, I'm taking that as a good sign.
2: So, Kyle, it's kind of hard to hear with all the noise here. But, man, you think, created something new with the red carpet here, and it's going to be one well of a morning here in the fan zone.
3: I'm always uh, for new and things to improve on, and, uh,
4: you know, it's been nice that NASCAR has been working with the fans and doing more fan-friendly stuff here over the last few years.
2: So, uh, Kyle, I was not plugged up. I was just kind of running off of uh, uh, the, the laptop itself. <laughs> what I'm going to do is, I've we've got. We're in. which was Wednesday. We've got players. Players. We got athletes. All right, Kyle, because you've got a race car out of shape. So we've in his first Daytona, well, let me take that back, let, let's go with Chase Briscoe, Now Chase is long, let's talk to Chandler Smith, Kyle, before, uh, get, let Chandler get it started here,
3: qualifying, simple. Um, Collie Grayson has got a really good track record as plate racers, I guess you could say, as an organization from Xfinity, even over to Cup. They've been pretty solid. It's uh, still really green to the Cup Series, so they haven't built up that portfolio that we have in the Xfinity Series as far as the reputation on being really strong on plate races, but it's definitely gotten really good over the past few, whatever, many years. They've been in the Cup Series now, so uh, for me, um, I know if I make it into the race, it's going to be... It's going to be all, it'll be good. I just need to make it into there and hit my shift points good, get a good launch off pit road, obviously. I'm, I'm the first one off. I'll be the first one to hit the racetrack, which is crazy. Um, but that's all good. And uh, I'm excited for the opportunity to get a call right out of the truck series to have an opportunity to come run the Daytona 500. It's pretty, pretty crazy.
0: Just are pretty well established on the super speedways. Have you been able to pick their brain on what they learned with this next-gen car last
3: year in these races? A little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit. It's it's just a completely different aspect of racing compared to, you know, what they're accustomed to in an Xfinity car and what I'm accustomed to in a truck. Um, so it's just a different animal. Wanna get into the race, wanna learn as much as I can in the duels to apply it for Sunday if I make it in and uh take it one lap at a time.
5: What's um,
6: you know there's no practice. Do you wish you would have that opportunity? Or are you okay with just being the first one to just roll out there?
3: Um if we lived in a perfect world, we'd have practice before qualifying. Because who's to say right off the bat we didn't have we have a problem with the clutch or anything, whatever it may be, right off the bat? And then that we have to race our way in. So if we had practice right off the bat, we'd be able to identify a problem, be able to fix it before qualifying. So I don't know. It's been like this for how many years? So it's obviously going to never change, and that's fine. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we did we did one sim session here in Daytona. Daytona is kind of a weird place to get on the simulator, to be honest, because nobody does it. So, um, just got on there to practice launches and whatnot, and then I actually, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, I practiced the launch out in the parking lot and was able to still wear the clutch released and all that good stuff and feel how... Um, the and I got a little sunburn yesterday. Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't wear sunscreen at Disney World. And I got right. Imagine that. Shocking, I know. So, what's the biggest difference you've seen so far at
7: 2311 from?
6: Um, honestly, I I would say it's you know it's Toyota TRD how you know how they interact with the drivers, the support that uh, you know 2311 and Joe Gibbs Racing gets from them, um, It is really really incredible. I'd say that that for me is, is the. Biggest thing, obviously, I, I change teams too for sure, um, and how the team operates is a bit different. But yeah, just the, the overwhelming support and, and just the great people at Toyota, I'd say, is the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because you're saying here.
8: <laughs> <laughs> she told me it
6: was gonna be different. I'm like, okay. I'm like holy cow, it really? is totally different. It's, it's been great. From the technical side of the technical
8: support, or I mean, you
6: know, just all categories. It's 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 been great. It's really it's been a nice. A nice surprise. I really enjoyed the transition.
9: Did you and Kyle ever talk about you guys? Effectively, swap teams. Did you guys ever talk about that, or kind of give each other advice? on what to expect as your new home?
6: I mean, I wouldn't say we really necessarily gave. I wouldn't say we gave each other advice. I just as it, it all went down, you know, I just said, hey, you know, you got a great group of people. Take good care of them. You know, they, they're really passionate, and uh, you know. They'll, they'll do a lot of good for you and I, think, I think that was pretty much the extent of it you know we didn't really like share notes or anything like that <laughs> but uh, you know I think yeah so far it seems like he's been in really good with those guys over there so I'm happy that um, you know a team that I've been with for so long and done so much with that they're getting a I didn't know when the end was going to be or if it was going to happen you know year, looking years back but for whatever reason I was going to be driving um, with those groups that group of those guys I'd want them to have the best driver out there and I feel like
0: kyle's one of those drivers important question so has your shoe game been up to any since you've moved incredibly on? yes <laughs> yeah
6: yeah no i mean i had some I, I i had a couple but but certainly uh yeah more the merrier i like it I kind of set up my outfits around it it's been nice
0: one for each day now what's the you know, it, i mean just about yeah it's been cool yeah
8: <laughs> for sure have you
0: had any much interaction with uh, the yet uh talked to Bubba and it sounds like he is just trying to soak in and learn as much stuff as possible in as quick an amount of time as possible.
6: Yeah um yeah he's we've, we've had a few meetings um in preparation qualifying and all this and uh yeah I've got to be around him a little bit at the shop which has been nice you know he's man I I don't know how he does it he stays really really busy he's been bouncing back and forth between North Carolina and, and here running the modifieds and doing other things, he's, he's just been staying really busy. He's been in the car probably more than any of us so far to start the year, so. Yeah, so far I think it's worked really well, but yeah, it's, it's uh, he's in a tough spot for sure. I mean, first time he'll be in the car really, you know, making any sort of time in the car is gonna be launching off pit road for the qualifying lap, which will be really important. How did Clash Weekend go, just fitting in with the team, starting to go through the processes of race weekend and, and all of that? But it kind of went really well, honestly. Uh, balance-wise, we didn't hit it right, like perfectly, on the head, but but Bubba did, and they were really strong, and we were a little off on the balance, but we still had a really strong race car. So with all that considered, I mean, feel like it went really well. Um, you know, we, we had a few mistakes um, on on the choose lap, just not choosing the right lane, and, and lost a lot of spots there. We were able to get some of them back towards the end of the race. So for the most part, you know, I think we could have done a couple things better, but uh, for the first real weekend and attempt out, I thought, for the most part, a lot of things that that me, Billy, you know, my spotter, Nick Payne could control, we did a pretty good job
8: of it. Looking
6: at Fontana next weekend, it's supposed to be the final two-mile oval
7: race. First off, how will that feel? And does
6: Uh, that need more short-term? I'm definitely really going to soak in this last time that we are at Fontana um, on the two-mile configuration, if it's truly going to be it. Um, you know, I'm excited. Am I going to get to run the Xfinity car there? Excited to you know, make the final Cup start there. I've always really wanted to win on that on that two-mile oval, and um, you know, it's going to be really high up on the list for me this year. I really want to win on that track
0: before it changes or goes away. Do we? What <laughs> what's the relationship been like that you've been able to develop so far with Billy and with Nick? Um, obviously, you've only have a wonderful weekend together experience but um what's that growth
6: been like already i think it's going pretty good um billy's definitely a very structured on time like methodical person and i feel like i'm the exact opposite (laughs) so uh yeah we bounced her out pretty good um i don't think i've gotten under skin too much yet which is i don't know if that's a good thing or not maybe this week i'll be able to but uh yeah i think it's going pretty good so far uh we uh, we definitely have, I think we have the potential to really mesh well together, and uh, we're just going to keep learning and growing as we go.
0: What made you and Randall work so well together for so long, and um, how can your past experiences kind of help influence what you need here at Twenty Three Eleven?
6: Yeah, I think you know just finding some finding common ground. Like me and me and Randall, you know, he grew up in the St. Louis area, but I basically spent seven eight years of my life. In, in the Southern Illinois area, growing up, going a lot of the same racetracks, having a lot of the same passions, So it really got us started off on the right foot, I would say. And, uh, yeah, me and Billy, I think, you know, we have our similarities too. You know, he uh, he really likes to, to exercise and stay active, and I do too. So I think we'll have our things that, that kind of work well together for us. One thing that he's always really good about is being, like, 15, 20 minutes early. And just, just for him, I've been trying to get better at that, and I feel like so far this year I've been doing a better job of that, so I think we're off to a start. Progress.
7: Back, back to California for a second. Um, given how this car reacted at short track, should they wait and see whether or not they've got the short track package figured out before they tear down a, a track that's as crazy as California?
6: Well, I mean, certainly, once it's, once you rip it up, you know, you can't put it back down again, so, um, certainly, you know, I think I'm not the one that makes that decision but uh, I think Fontana's put on really good racing for us for for a number of years you know I think it was one of the few tracks too when it was first paved went well well back in, in I think 96 you know it, it came in pretty early on and it's it's raced really good for a number of years so
8: um,
6: yeah obviously they'll have the reasons if they you know when they do tear it down but but certainly you know as we've seen with the number of repaves or reconfigurations, you know, um, once you make that step, you're kind of committed to it. So, so hopefully if they do make that that step that, you know, the racing that we have on whatever new configuration we have is, is as good as what we had before.
7: And how has the bonding process gone with
6: Bubble? I think it's gone really well. I mean, we had, we had a relationship already um, back when... Uh, we were, you know, I was at RCR, and he was at, at Petty, um, good and bad. So, I mean, that actually is a good thing. We went through some, some troubles already, and we've kind of been able to work it out in the years past. So, I think we, are, we have similarities and differences, and I think they'll, they'll create a nice little little mesh together, you know, and how we we both approach the race, uh, our similarities off the track. So, I think, so far, it's been going pretty good.
0: It's been the biggest lesson that you've actually learned from Bob that has maybe helped you out?
6: Man, um I know it's not the most serious answer, but his, his, uh, his taste in music and uh, the, the amount of attention that he pays, pays to all the little details, um, you know, we like, we like listening to a lot of the same music and certainly I've been like picking his brand on what he likes to listen to. And, uh, yeah, I think he definitely leans more to the heavier side than even me, so I've got some studying and learning to do for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Anything
0: anything on racing that you've learned? -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you know, how he
6: approaches the racing on a serious note, you know, is is definitely different than mine. His comfort level, be able to just jump in and go, is is something that I don't think I have the same quite understanding for. And so, you know, just trying to take his brain on what him and Freddie do and how they communicate um, throughout the race. It's uh, something that me and Nick definitely have tried to to learn from, and, and we'll continue to learn from.
7: Have you sat down with Kurt any and talked with him and picked
3: his brain in regards to racing? And if so, what did you learn about him that surprised you or knowledge that you gained? Well, I mean,
6: I, I've you know in the years prior, I've I've been I've been able to spend time with him before even before even 2011,
8: mm-hmm.
6: and just how he how he looks at racing and just I mean he's incredibly smart smart guy when it comes to racecraft and and what he's feeling inside of his race car and just trying to get an understanding for that has been um, been beneficial. But, you know, he's it's been really, really nice having him when we, we went to the test in Coda. He was there every every day, every minute, um, giving feedback, me and him talk every time we could, uh, in between runs. You know, he went out to to the Phoenix test. Um, I think we had an engineer to, to go to, but he went out there and kind of paid attention to what was going on. So he's been a nice resort, not just for, for me, but for you know, Billy and our entire team, just, just an extra set of eyeballs that can really pay attention to what's going on. And he comes from a place of you know, a massive amount of experience in the sport, and so having someone like him in our corner to help guide me and our whole team um, has been great. I'm curious, you know, RCR was pretty heavily
0: involved with the development of this car, and you have to go out and have a great win season last year. Um, and that success, I don't want to say it, didn't come but you were consistently competitive. How can your learnings the, as a test driver um, for the next-gen, a lot of the drivers were testing the next-gen car through its development, just knowing that everything that went in-house there, how can that help you um, benefit 23 this year?
6: Well, well, certainly the way the car drove, um, you know, the next-gen car drove, it's the next-gen test is nine day compared to what it drives now almost no there's nothing i could take from from the test that test. i could apply the way this car drives now i think at darlington we had like six or seven seconds i don't know five seconds of fall off or something crazy and like 25 laps like the car just drove so much different where where it drove um platform wise just it was nowhere where it is today and so not a lot i could take away from that but certainly you know there's there's things and trends that we followed at RCR um, that you know I remember and have note of and um, just try to you know, not make the same mistakes quite essentially.
0: Yeah. What sort of music do you like
6: uh, to... Yeah, I like hard rock, metal. I mean, I like all music, honestly, but, but yeah, the, the bulk of what I'd say is my favorite.
1: Yeah, uh, of course they are.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I'd say our favorite music is pretty close. Like I said, he, he, I, he definitely likes I think a little bit more on the extreme end on, on the more metal than I do but, but you know I can't always listen to it in the car my kid doesn't like it
0: what for me is that you mentioned about being 10 to 15 minutes early what well trying to be I'm not, I'm like, not, it's not every time but like it never used to be
6: early I always used to be 10 to 15 minutes late for everything so I'm getting better but, yeah, I'm here all the time yeah on time early which is which is nice less successful continued success
0: you worked with Billy a little bit at RCR yeah. I believe right how, how well have you gotten to know him this offseason?
6: I've gotten to know him a lot more over the off season, and um, whether he's wanted to know more about me or not, he's unfortunately got to know more about me over the off season, for good and bad. But uh, yeah, I think our our relationship's off to a good start. I think he's he's a very you know straightforward and serious, and I think it blends well with how uh, much of a character, maybe arguably clown, I can be. So I think it's a good balance.
0: Michael Jordan
6: Oh
8: yeah. Yeah.
6: No, um, yeah. What's it like
0: work out?
6: I mean, it's a huge responsibility. I mean, um, that guy did nothing but but win on and off the racetrack throughout his whole life. He's done really really well. And, uh, you know, it sets the tone, the precedent for how precedent for how we're going to operate and go about our year um, here at 2311. So he has high expectations and certainly I know he's involved, but it, it, it's really cool to see as, as we've been going been getting integrated into the team, how much he does pay attention, um, even more the, more so than I expected, so um, it's all been really good, and i um, excited to, to drive for him and Denny, and um, you know continue to go in the right direction that you know the team and Toyota want us to grow.
8: What are our conversations
0: with him like? Is it more of just yeah. kind of like here's the expectation, and here's what we want from you? Is it uh, motivational? I guess what's the tone of the conversation with a yeah. guy like him?
6: I mean, it, it, honestly, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it, it just depends on the conversation itself. Sometimes it can be right about racing, sometimes it's about other things. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's definitely locked in. And, you know, it's funny, I wasn't, wasn't feeling my best out in, um, out in, out, in, out of the clash, and somehow he knew. I hadn't told many people, but he knew he was in the loop, wanted to make sure it was all good. So uh, it's great to know that he, I mean, I know he cares
0: about it, his team, but, but certainly he's really in the loop and, and pays attention to what's going on racing standpoint, what has he maybe helped you out as far as competitiveness or spirit They say, you
6: know what, I need to get better? Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie, when you get to sit down with a guy like that and talk about the future and, and wanting you to drive for, you, him wanting you to drive for his team, I mean, that, if that doesn't get you excited and find a way to find, take it to the next level,
1: then I don't know what will. Yeah. So going back to the lessons learned, obviously Bubba wants to get better at road course racing, and you've had quite a bit of success there have you been able to share some of your knowledge and what you've learned over
6: the last year? I mean, we haven't really dove into it too much yet. Uh, you know, I, I was the only driver in the car at Coda uh, for the tire test, mm-hmm. but certainly as, I mean, Coda's not far away, honestly. I think it's it's the fifth or sixth race into the season. So as it gets closer and closer, uh, more of that will start to take place. But, but certainly I'm, I've always been an open book, and I, even, even you know, back when we were aligned, if you will, when he was a Petty and I was at RCR, so... I, I, I'm i going to be there for him for all information that he wants, and, you know, when we're going through things on the simulator, whatever it will be, um, you know, um, I just want the whole team to do better. So whatever it is that, that he needs, I'll be there for him
2: and whatever that is. Thank you. All right, Taylor, Taylor Reddick right there, guys. Uh, no, probably a lot of noise, but that's part of being live in the field. Okay. Uh, We've got the uh, next guest is driving in the Daytona 500 the second race. St. also won the Truck Series. We're not going to play in uh, Winter Circle, but we're going to go ahead and play uh, on the media day where he's talking about it's Cup Ride.
4: Still super cool. Uh, I. Anytime you want to have the opportunity to race to Daytona is, is always a a cool day, but um, any time you could win at Daytona is, is a very special day, you always remember. And so to uh, to start our year out that way uh, was a great thing, um, a start to a, hopefully a another great year and um, just ready to get things going.
8: <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, crazy, especially when it's your, uh, your first lap, I, I guess, is qualifying, and that one's going to go by pretty quick. And then uh, pretty much your second lap is going to be um, in the duel. So hopefully you're qualifying on time, but um, who knows? Uh, but regardless, I know um, FRM has, has always shown strength on super speedways, and, and the Fords have always shown strength, um, how well they work together. So hopefully we could uh, be in a duel with a lot of Fords and, and transferring. Uh, uh, very briefly. Um, I plan to probably this, this week as we're um, coming up on it. But um, there's there's only so much you could you could do, and um, at least for qualifying, our our job is is done as soon as we get through the gears for the most part, and um, and then once the duels get going, uh, it's it's up to us to to transfer in. Fortunately, these cars are are still tough to get, and um so even I think the guys that have qualified in will um, be racing smart, which for me, if I don't, I, this will be my 500 to, to try to get in. So um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to get things rolling and, and see where we check up. Yeah, um, it, it's uh, the truck series has, I feel like, been stacked for uh, years now, and um, it's it's cool seeing the manufacturers get really really involved again, um, and then obviously uh, the different teams. It's a lot of this, similar faces, but a lot of movement around of, of uh, different teams and or different personnel on the team, and so uh, it'll be exciting to, to uh, watch how that goes down. Um, I know there's a good bit of, of new rookies, which I'll be hosting the rookie meetings now, and so I, uh, I should get to know them some, but um, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, on the truck side, even with these teams that are growing. I have heard a lot of rumors of a lot of the cup guys that are going to be doing uh, select starts in in the trucks and so um, I'm a big fan personally of, of when we get them uh, on the truck side and uh, and out racing with us on Friday nights. Yeah.
0: A couple
8: years later
10: Out, trying to make the
8: mm-hmm.
4: kind of world. Yeah, I feel like I've lived about five different lifetimes in my three years of truck that I I've had just the, the amount of ups and downs. There's been um, it's it's crazy that I'm I'm sitting here now thinking back of man, we've won a championship for one, but I'm going to attempt to make the Daytona 500. I never thought that day would would be here, and so especially at times, um, and so just super thankful for for all the people that have, one, been involved in my life and, um, just the sponsorship side of, of the new partners that have came in, one that's on me right now and, and am better else and, um, our WellCare Ford Mustang. It's, it's super cool to see their involvement pretty much over the past couple of years, especially last year sponsoring the New Hampshire race. And now they, uh, have a, a horse in the race and so hopefully uh, I can represent them well and it's, uh, a start of a, a great relationship.
10: What uh, what did it mean to you for Bob Jenkins to kind of take a chance on you and tie you into a longer deal that most people don't usually get
8: these
4: days? Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, um, for me to to go over there, I had to, to sign a, a pretty long term deal, and um, I I was I was all for it. Um, it to get any security in any professional sport, especially in, in NASCAR, is a a really tough thing, and so super thankful for Bob Jenkins and um, being under the Ford banner and um, just the support from everyone. I, I'm just super thankful for for them and um, knowing I have a job. And um, my first year with them went went really great, and um, it'll be a tough one to back up, but but I'm confident that we can, and um, it should be a, another fun year.
10: And, well, you
4: here, how much effort have you put into to, to trying to get into that race? Uh, a lot. Um one this one pays good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so uh you obviously want to make the Daytona five hundred and and um it's really hard for these open teams. Um, just like I said, trying to get the personnel, it, all the all the good people are taken, and so that's something that's it's so crazy to to realize. You hear about it, but when you're racing truck and Xfinity, those guys are off so they can help out, and um, on the on the Cup side, um, they got their their normal job, and so it's it's tough finding. Um, People to uh, to go out and, and do the best work possible, but um, the work ethic that Front Row Motorsports provides is um, is just outstanding. And so um, I'm excited for it. I don't like I said I don't know where we're going to qualify. Um, I don't know if really anyone does, but uh, I'm I'm pretty confident that we'll race all right in the duels. And hopefully there's uh, some Fords in our tools to uh, tag along with. yeah I mean the the pressure for me is is just wanting to um, to one obviously get into the 500 but to to prove uh, to and better health and, and well care um, that hey this is this is something that we could do and um, obviously it's a, it's a risk every sponsor takes on on an open car on, on trying to get in but um, yeah I, I mean the Daytona 500 just brings so much media so much attention. Um, it's almost like we, we end the year with the most attention and then we start it back up with the most attention. And so um, it's kind of like championship four media day all over again and the pressure is back.
8: So following up on that, I mean, if you do manage to qualify either tonight or through the a dual, what will those emotions be as you're staying in there listening to the national
4: um, Huge. I mean, I we won the truck race uh, Friday night last year and um, I stayed for the weekend to watch... Uh, some friends that we grew up together, we've all been dreaming of, uh, one, racing a cup car, better yet, for the Daytona 500, and so um, it, it's just crazy the amount of fans that are here, and and um, and that just the atmosphere that it always Sunday brings, but the Daytona 500 is just way different, especially rolling through uh, the infield here, the amount of people uh, partying on a tuesday night is uh is just pretty cool to see how much how much uh these fans love it and um and it's just it'll be a it'll be a fun week regardless.
0: I'm hoping to have some sports on the floor tomorrow night. That's uh Michael and have both proven to be a crucial part of this park of the cell last year. So how much have you been able to lean on them prepping for this weekend?
4: Yeah, um not not a ton um i have obviously asked around but i've always kind of been that way um i have kind of learned things on on my own some and if i have a question absolutely michael is is the guy to go to but um but yeah i mean i've just been trying to learn and and approach it on my training outside of outside of the car and um my film work and everything i've done always in the past has been successful for me uh in the past and i've raced against cup guys a lot and um and it's worked and so obviously sunday brings a lot more pressure uh a lot more everything but at the end of the day it's single.
8: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, looking back at, at that super last-minute cup start for RFK Racing feeling for uh, Chris Wisher, Um, I'm so, so thankful for it, <laughs> especially once I heard about our first lap will be qualifying. So I've at least uh, driven the thing. I don't remember a ton of it, but I do remember it. And so I know there's a, a couple out there that, that this will be their first time getting in the thing. And so um, it's crazy. It'll be entertaining for people. But... Um, like I said, I, I've done a bunch of um, studying up on what, what I need to and um, preparing the best I can for qualifying for my short time in it, and then um, and obviously been preparing some on the duels for, for what to uh, expect and um, do the best we can in it. Yeah, I mean, I I just wish there was, regardless if it was 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just to um, she just drives the thing through the garage <laughs> it, it just the the thing is just it's way way different than any car we drive with with the camera and they're asking me if I even want the mirror in it and i'm like, man, I think I want the mirror in it in case this camera fails um, so it, just everything is different about it, obviously, the dash is way different um throttle. throttles i mean just the little things how on everything else our throttle hangs from uh, the top and comes down. Now the throttle and brake and clutch are all from the floorboard. And so, these things sound, sound little, but when you drive it every weekend, these things are huge. And so, uh, especially when you're, you have a schedule like myself of where we go from uh, the truck to the cup car, truck to the cup car. And so, uh, hopefully not making any mistakes. And um, I feel like if we do so, we, we should be able to transfer in.
8: Thanks. So you know I don't did Jim tell you about my grandson. I don't know. So no. my grandson, you know okay. So he um, we we're watching races
4: right, and I gotta work so he one on the track either. Oh right, so sweet. We were watching he was there when um was his last year you're saying? Yeah. Oh okay. And so when so he won the championship. So the other
8: day I called him and I said, Yes, sir. and i said, <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. If he's here, tell him to swing by, Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, come see me. Yeah.
4: What's up? Yeah, you too. Long time no see. My son's Mustang
7: is broken. Oh, good. Oh, jeez, I <laughs> just had one quick question
0: for you. Just and having to do with that win you had during Rolex. But in your case, you've been winning, 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 <laughs> and you've got to have some bit of a confidence coming into a new situation to try and get into the 800-500. I mean,
8: you've got as much confidence, I would say, coming in as you could possibly have.
4: Yeah. I mean, winning is as contagious as losing is. And so uh to start out how we did was, was so cool. Obviously Harrison and I didn't didn't expect uh expect that. We said, Man, if we could get on the podium that would be pretty cool and then um I handed it to him leading and we both we both looked at each other like, Hey, we got a shot at winning this yeah. <laughs> and so um that was a that was an awesome week. Um way different than anything I've ever driven or experienced. But it was a lot of fun and Exactly, I know. Yeah, and what I've been thinking lately is the past two trips I've had to Daytona we has been in Victory Lane, so hopefully we could keep that streak going.
8: Yeah, exactly. I could find it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah.
4: Thank you. Yeah. It's hard to be uh, bummed out when you're in Daytona. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks.
8: Am I all good?
2: All right, guys. That's big. Be riding in the grave. Here at the 500, he won the truck race on Friday night. Brought it in Victory Lane. So, guys, we got uh, Ryan Priest. I got a little interview on media day with Ryan, and uh, we're gonna listen to Ryan.
11: It was, um, it was something that i don't know i think nationally people didn't get to see the real brian priest in, in a way that that the northeast had and that that was something that a lot of um a lot of fans that i saw or, or some feedback was see this is what we've been telling people for so long and and seeing things like this so to me it, it was it was exciting to go out there and and have a fast car and be able to drive from 16th and, and take the lead and ultimately uh, have a really good foundation going into into this year we know our short track program is is really good um i'm excited and eager to see how our super speedway speed going to be and, and that'll set us up for how we need to contend um in the duel and then make changes for the 500 but moving forward i think i feel that we um the big question mark right now is where we're going to be with the mile and a half but there's been a lot of uh, a lot of studying and and a lot of emphasis put into making sure we have fast race cars
7: you went into this deal all you wanted was a chance you asked for the same thing at joe gibbs racing they gave you that you won is your expectation to do the same here because i understand you have a one-year deal and so you have a you have 36 races to prove yourself
11: I, i mean really i think you got about 14 races to prove yourself right um said it before i'm used to not really knowing what i'm doing until october or or november so it's never never stressed me out a whole lot but um yeah i think uh or or i feel that the coliseum i'm I'm gonna reference that because it's the only race we've done so far but it it laid a good foundation of expectations and it's exactly what i expected i've been very adamant that we need to go out and and be consistently running up front and, and contending for wins and easier said than done but you know I feel that we have a lot of warriors on our team and we're ready to go to battle
7: when I've talked to your advocates they say time and again you know how to work on your car you understand the mechanics of it you know the fact that you do work on your cars you take care of equipment all those things kind of blend into making you the racer that you are and I think that's why your fellow mechanics your crew chiefs you know the people behind the scenes really respect what you do
11: yeah, I, I feel like that's because I have a, res- I have a, a lot of respect for my equipment. Uh, that's something that I, I don't want to rip right fronts off or drive my car into everybody like we're bumper cars. I'm going to figure out how to pass you without wrecking you or, or doing some of those things. And I understand accidents happen. But, um, yeah, no, I I don't, I'm not going to work on this race car. This is not my job or my place to go and take somebody's wrenches out of their hands and go do it for them. But I, they have a respect for me because they know that I'm more than capable of doing it. But we're, we're a team and we work together. So, But that just comes back to, you know, a lot of guys, they have, they have hobbies. Their hobbies is golf or, or whatever, and that's great. But my way of decompressing and, and getting my mind off things is, is working on race cars. That's why I have my garage. That's why I have my modified. That's why I have my street cars. It's just a, it's a way for me to, to just detach and, and, you know, kind of just get lost in, in uh, gasoline and, and, uh, and burning rubber.
7: Unlike some of the young kids coming up, you've raced against grown-ass men yeah. on short tracks, and it really <clears throat> teaches you what that level of aggression means and how to kind of marry it with just pure skill. Can you talk a little bit about how much you've learned over the years, you know, racing with champions?
11: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can go on and on for days about that one. I, I specifically remember uh, Mike Stefanik. Basically, I'll never forget this. Uh, I finished second in a race, and I, and I kind of used him up to to get by him because I didn't waste time to go after the leader, didn't get to the leader. And Mike pulled me aside afterwards when I said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I, you know, I had to do it for my team. And he looked at me and was, what about my team? You know, and, and it really kind of settled in. And uh, I thought about that, and I'm like, you're right, but at the same time, we're all, we're all really selfish, but it, it made me think about how can I go about doing it different in a more respectful way to, to get the job done. So there was plenty of ex- experiences, whether it was Mike Stefanik, uh, you know, Jerry Marquis, Reggie Ruggiero, or I raced against Teddy Christopher on a weekly basis at every single track in Connecticut. So we, uh, we threw a lot of Nerf bars at each other and, and had quite the rivalry, but um, that, that was part of the process to, to get me to where I am now. I'm 32 years old. i got a lot of racing experience, and, and, I'm, and I'm really hoping to, to bring a lot of that experience into the Cup Series this year. Thank
1: you for your time. Yep, thank you. Ryan, um, some, some drivers will say that their season doesn't start until the second race of the season because of everything that Daytona can, can happen. Your race can be over within five laps if you get caught up in a wreck or whatever. But for you, you feel like you have to go right away.
11: Yeah, my season started in November when I got the job. So um, personally, I I look at this race as an opportunity to try and lock yourself into the playoffs. And certainly a lot of, I think Denny Hamlin actually said, somebody can luck into it once, but not twice or three times. And I'm okay if I look into it once, but I know I've done a lot of preparation to make sure that we put ourselves in the right spot at the right time, uh, typically going into turn three.
2: Is tonight kind of weird that you get out there and you got to drive a car on right its edge
0: without any practice?
11: Well, I've been driving up and down 95, so that's, that's kind of <laughs> how is, it feels it um, when we're qualifying and not in a pack, but I, I feel really confident that, that our car is going to be... I just want a fast race car, so I'm sure we'll have that.
0: Your return to the Cup Series, what's going through your mind?
11: When?
1: That's it. It's the only thing. It's the only thing that matters. Brian, was it tough? not being able to take in a uh, tour race the other night and racing
11: over I, think, I was at actually New Smyrna. so I was actually at New Smyrna the other night uh, a friend of mine um asked me if I would set his race car up for him for that race and uh so I did in the month of January I just spent some time kind of messing around with it and and getting it right and uh he actually had a really good run so uh I enjoyed that aspect of it, working with them in practice, and, and then those guys going out and qualifying pretty well, and and uh, and then racing. I mean, I as much as I love driving, um, I'm gonna take. A, obviously, my focus is on the Cup Series, but uh, I do enjoy tinkering on race cars and and you know making speed. So I, I had just as well not just as much fun, but I I enjoyed a different side of it this past week.
8: Ryan, how do
7: you feel or what's your thoughts because of your knowledge of building race cars about the way the
3: the rear clip has been redone particularly that section of the roll bar where there's an opening in it
11: i'm going to trust the fact that they're doing everything they can to keep us safe and um you know i specifically haven't taken a hit yet so i i really don't have an opinion on it but um from everything i've seen it's it's hopefully in the direction of of keeping myself and and all my other uh, uh, other drivers from getting you know having any concussions.
0: Yep. Do you get a boost from how competitive you guys were at the Clash, or is it kind of a one-off event that maybe do you do you read too much into it, or, or, did, or did you guys get a little bit of a spring in your stuff just from how racy you guys were?
11: So I think you know from us from our point of view, it was good for our team. Yeah. Um, yeah, people can say it's quarter mile. It's totally different. We don't go to that, right? But racing and passing race cars and speed still is a thing. So uh, that's something that we had, and and uh, you know the confidence that I have in the people around me. It's people that I know when I show up to this racetrack and I drive in through that tunnel that I'm going, I'm going to war and I'm ready to try and win this race. And I don't, I don't show up thinking that that I can't.
1: I know you've only been in the shop and got. Uh, a exhibition race under Bel how's the chemistry between you and the
11: team? Yeah, so I've already been there for a year, so the chemistry side, um, <laughs> outside of just my race team, whether it's the fab shop, the paint shop, the, you know, the floor guys, the parts room, everybody, they see me around. So I already feel like I've earned that respect, even the pit crew. I, I'm there Monday through or pretty much every day and I you know, they see it and I'm right there with them. So I feel like I've earned their respect. Uh, and then my team or my crew chief, so Chad and I, I, I met him in 2021 when I won that race at Nashville. So that was the start of that relationship, which has been a year and a half. And so personally, I feel like we're already a year and a half ahead of where we would have been if this had just all of a sudden come about and it was a new job. I already feel comfortable there. Um, so I feel like the foundation, especially after LA is solid, and uh, now it's just continuing
0: to build the house, going through the steps. Yep. How do you sum up Kevin Harvick's influence on the
8: sport as he enters this last
11: season? Yeah, Kevin, oh, he's awesome. Uh, (laughs) His influence, not only from myself as a kid, uh, how he represents himself, how he has been as, uh, because obviously I've been with KHI Management, and really who knows where my career would have been uh, in 2018, because he's been somebody that's really kind of helped me navigate through through the waters, and it's uh, I've been really lucky and very fortunate to to be with a guy like him and and have this opportunity now to to be there for his final final year in cup. He was actually the first one to congratulate me when he heard about it before the news was was released, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. Are
0: you going to enjoy those moments?
11: Yeah, yeah, I am. It's going to be. I know he's a hard racer, and I'm a hard racer. Um, but I know at the end of the day, we're gonna we're gonna race really hard and have a lot of fun doing it.
1: What's your uh, expectations for qualifying?
11: <clears throat> I'd like to get the pole. That'd be ideal, but um, it's hard to say. Obviously, no practice. You don't know where your speed is. So you just. Um, hopefully, I want. Not hopefully. I want to make the second round. Um, show our car has has speed and, and go from there.
2: Thank you. Yep. Cool.
1: Back to Smarter for just a little bit, yeah. Ryan. Uh, Hirschman's back there again, yeah. doing what Hirschman does. Yep. Last year, or so you, you were one of the few guys that were able to give him the competition. Yeah. It, last any- night, I
11: wanted the race really bad because I, I feel like he's he's going. And just kind of breezing through this right now, but it's um, you know it's it's definitely something that the competitive side to me, the racer in me, wants to go out there and make his life difficult and not let him run away with some of these shows. But um, you know, at the end of the day, he's he's done a really good job, and um, I wish I could be there trying to trying to make his life a little difficult.
8: Who, who, who did you help the other day?
11: Dave Sapienza
1: in your schedule this year at all, or just because of the way th- things are right now, that's kind of on hold?
11: Yeah, the way things are, everything's on hold on that. Okay. Yep, Thanks. yep.
7: Ryan, does it feel any different coming here, being in a Stewart house car?
11: I think it feels, yeah. <laughs> it, well, it feels different. Um, yeah, it just feels different.
8: <laughs> in general, what is it like driving in here every time day? coming to this place?
11: Well, I, I, I said... So for me, the first time I drove in here racing was 2016, and I just kind of took it in, right? Because being a kid, that's I've raced that new Smyrna since 2004. Never, never been able to drive through the tunnel, and if we ever got in here, it's because we snuck in here. So um I had that same feeling today when I drove through the tunnel and kind of took it in. And <laughs> this certainly isn't isn't easy to get here, and you know, a little side story is I, I remember telling my father when when all this stuff was coming about. I said, "Hey, I'm not not going to race the modified. I'm not going to stress myself out <clears throat> trying to get this thing ready so we can go have fun." It's it's hard to tell your father that when you've been racing with somebody for so long, but I told him that I could race the modified any day of the week. I had four people ask me if I wanted to drive theirs the other day. How many people are asking you to drive their cup car? So, um, but yeah, just driving through the tunnel, looking at looking at the grandstands. It's it's awesome
0: so this is a race that you've always appreciated and, and it seems like that appreciation yeah. maybe just
8: grows over
11: the yeah I think you just the respect as a racer you know this is this is every short track racer I don't care where they are in the country is watching the Daytona 500 um, so yeah I, this is this is that big It it's, it's like um, it starts Super Bowl which is weird because it starts our season it's not the one that ends our season um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm eager and excited.
7: Chase was saying that with this being Kevin's last year,
11: which I've asked you about before, that he's going to be the senior guy after this because Eric's going to be on his way out eventually. Mm-hmm. So he's saying he's trying to take notes on what that means, maybe just to be
8: a leader. Can he be that guy for Chris Stewart? Sure,
11: absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's one, right? So I think uh, you know, at the end of the day, it just it comes down to performance. And if you perform at any team, you, you become that person.
7: Hey, I, I wanted to ask you, talk about the, and I'm sure you've already answered this, but talk about the outcome of the clash and the, and the attention you got and what kind of a confidence boost was that for
11: you? Well, I think, um, you know, it certainly was more of a confidence boost just for, for our team <laughs> because there was a lot of a lot of things that, a lot of unknowns necessarily Chad's never worked on this car I have some experience with it um, but it was kind of like laying that foundation so to speak and I spoke early on before we even got on racetrack and said we have to go out and perform we have to go and win and I think that that showed um, a little glimpse of, of what our capabilities is as a team and moving forward I feel like you know our job that that just builds some momentum. So now we need to go into the duels. We got to be aggressive. We got to try and win that, and then we need to fight for the win all day on Sunday. So this, I think someone asked me earlier, as far as their season really doesn't start till Fontana. For me, it started in in November. So uh, we're ready to we're ready to go and we're ready to fight.
8: It also
7: doesn't hurt because this is so much a place for having a. Partner, go with you whether it's drafting or saying if you pull out, I'll I'll go with him. It's not bad to have somebody, and maybe maybe
8: you created that opportunity too.
11: Possibly, I don't know. Sometimes I'm a little intense for some people, so it could it could go either way. But uh, at the end of the day, if you have a fast race car, most usually that makes up for a lot of things. Yep. What do you mean by intense for people? I'm I'm pretty intense. I think if most people look at me I'm very focused and very very blunt and um I don't really sugarcoat things so uh yeah I don't know some people take it the take it a different way but that's just who I am and that's how I've gotten where I am Just because it was the quarter mile racing isn't why I went there, and you know it's no different than Kyle Larson when he shows up to a dirt track and expects to win. If he, it just didn't matter. I don't care that it was a quarter mile racetrack where I've run a quarter miles. I mean, it's been plenty of guys here in this series that have run on short tracks. So um, I, I knew I was we were going to run well because of the people that I have and and the the chemistry and. And a lot of those pieces of the puzzle that it takes to go and do that.
8: Thank you. Yep. Perfect. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, it's a good way to start the year. Yeah, it is. It's far better than the alternative, right?
0: Yeah. Got to wreck
11: on, right. on lot five.
0: But I feel like you, you know, people are talking about you a ton. Yeah. I keep thinking, Well hey, you know, he's been around. This is not but almost like thinking this is your debut. It's almost like
11: yeah starting, even though it's year four. I know, I know. I mean, it it could look like that. I don't know. It's um,
7: all in positive ways. I mean, look at this
11: here. I'll use this as an example. Sometimes we all take different paths. Mm -hmm. Ross Chassain and I are very similar because we were teammates in 2016. I knew how good Ross is, Mm -hmm. and he knows what I'm capable of as well. We have a huge amount of respect for each other, and a lot of people were like, oh, my God, Ross is fast. Like, I knew that a while ago, and I knew, you know, when he got that opportunity in the 42, that he was going to shine, just like he did with me when, when I did myself with JGR. Sometimes, sometimes if people take the opportunity to, to go outside the box, they might just get something special, and, um, you know, I feel like this is that opportunity to go out and do that.
10: Yeah, well, he's definitely made good on it. Yeah, they, Trying. They thought Joey Logano was washed up <laughs> yeah. at JGR.
2: Right?
10: Mm. So, anyway. Uh, how 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 do you start your year? No, let me let me ask you about Kevin, um, because Chase was saying how important having Kevin on the team, having a mentor. You know how how important is having Kevin? You know as as the team leader for one more year.
11: Yeah, no, he's um. So Kevin, I've known Kevin for what is it? I met him in 2018, so five years now, yeah. and uh, I've gotten to know him and and the family quite well and, and how Kevin, you know, he's, he's a super organized and there's a lot of things outside of racing when it comes to driving, just your managing relationships, um, how to get the most out of people. And, and, uh, he's someone that I feel is really good at that. He shows you how to demonstrate being a leader. And, um, so yeah, it's having that opportunity to be around somebody like him, because I feel like in the, in the garage, he's, if he's not the best, he's he's right, actually in my eyes, he's the best one at, at demonstrating leadership.
10: And um, too early to tell you haven't turned a lap. I hate these, these days because I haven't done anything. I guess you were not in the clash because, oh, forgive me.
2: Yeah, I was. If you were,
10: forgive me. Yeah. I was there, but uh, too much, too many moving parts. All the qualifying, okay. So there's nothing you could take away from the clash, doing 37 and a half miles in two hours and change. Yeah. But uh, do you have any, uh, uh, you don't have to mention other drivers, but are there any, you think any paybacks coming down the road this year from what happened in the clash?
11: I wasn't involved in any problems or altercations, so I don't think I'll have anything coming to me. But um, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else.
10: Sorry about that.
2: No, you're good.
10: just like Yeah. you know, qualify, get at heat
0: races.
2: Yeah. Oh, yep. Forgive me. Yeah, no cool. Thank you.
0: I will ask so from the clash, you learned a lot, um, coming into Daytona. What have you you know, what have you learned that you can kinda carry over and <coughs> to catch your stride yeah, so, Daytona? So what
11: you can use from the clash is chemistry. Uh, team building. Um, that's something where we unloaded fast we had a great car we really didn't make many adjustments we we thought about it overnight made made some small tweaks and we made the car better at the end of the day when it comes to racing it's about it's about relationships it's about people it's about fast race cars um you know i know that i have the team the people to turn the knobs in the right direction and and tune us in so we're gonna we're gonna go do that and uh so as far as to answer that question, I feel confident that, you know, we're going to see where we're at after, after qualifying, uh, get through the clash, hopefully contend for a win, and then, uh, and then make some adjustments going into the 500 and make it even better. Yep, thank you.
8: Ryan, I am
0: Heidi from the Racing Times Magazine in Connecticut. So you've done a great job. You've, you've made it here. You've worked hard. You know you have a lot of young
7: fans. what advice
8: would you give them if they are looking
11: towards this goal that you have obtained I'm pretty biased on on my opinion of this but I feel like if you're a young driver um, 16 to 22 you need to be at your short tracks you need to be racing full time there, winning races hopefully win championships keep growing that grow your fan base Grow your reputation as a winning driver, and, and build up from there. Don't don't feel that if you're not 18 years old or 21 years old, that that it's over for you. I think I've demonstrated that, and um, you know that's that's just my way. I feel like I've earned a lot of respect within within the you know within racing by doing what I've done, and um, you know that I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't want to. I mean, yeah, there's there's ways you can fast track it, but I feel like uh, sometimes you're not ready for it at that time.
8: We're very proud of you,
7: congratulations, and good luck.
2: Thank you. All right, guys, Uh, Ryan Priest. Appreciate Ryan being able to give us a little sound out there. Guys, we're going to finish the Riley Herbs. We had kind of a little bit of a media problem there, but here's Riley, and we're going to come back with a guest or two.
5: I came together uh, weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, obviously, with Rick Ware Racing and Stuart Haas Racing. It was kind of a little bit of fine lines, obviously, because Stuart Haas doesn't have that relationship with Rick Ware anymore. They're moved on to RFK, but um, more put together by the management group of KHI and things like that, just to get good experience in a cup car and um, to go out there kind of stress-free, stress-free without a charter and just get as much experience as I can and um, go take it all in because this is the Daytona 500. I think it, uh, as a young driver like myself who's never even driven a cup car before, and when NASCAR doesn't really give you much practice before qualifying or the duels, um, takes a lot of better pressure off because I don't have to go put in a fast time tonight. I also don't have to race my way in tomorrow and I can just go out there and learn the car, learn how these drive on super speedways, and uh, get ready for 500 on Sunday. This is your first attempt at 500, right? Yeah, first You're cup start as well, yeah. Not nervous, I mean, I'm nervous, but I think that just comes with the daytona 500 this is the the biggest race in north america this is um this is what every kid dreams of racing so i'm excited obviously there's some nerves but more excitement and, and how old are you 23 no obviously not but uh just super thankful and, and blessed to be here and uh, able to run a, a childhood dream for sure I think just getting all the experience I can. Uh, Obviously, this is a very tough race, not only to make, but uh, to run up front. So we're going to try to complete all 500 miles and and be there at the end. And obviously, the the goal for me is simple. I want to become a better race car driver after Sunday. So um, when I strap into the car at Talladega in my Xfinity car, I'll know more tools in my toolbox. I'll have more experience on super speedways. And um, I've raced with the best here on Sunday, so I can take that to the Xfinity series and hopefully up my game there as well. Are you referring to Tony? Yeah, uh, yeah he, he's good. He's just kind of told me to kind of take in the moment. Obviously, you only get to do one first. This is my first 500 meet today. This will be my first qualifying. So uh, take that all in because if I am fortunate enough to do it again next year or another time, it won't be my first. So that's kind of the biggest message I've had is uh, enjoy the moment and obviously um, try to go perform at the highest level. It's hard. Obviously, you have to be focused on yourself and um, understand that at some points you're you're not going to succeed where you want, um, and transitions are hard. And Obviously, it was a tough first year at Spirit Haas, but last year I feel like we stepped up our performance on a, at a very notable level, and hopefully we can do the same thing again this year um, to a higher standard and uh, compete for wins. Obviously, we have a, a teammate in Cole Custer, and um, we'll use that all we can. Uh, For qualifying, not really much. Um, Obviously, a rookie like myself, I would like to have, if I was greedy, to have a little bit of practice today and then another one before the duels. But I can get away with uh, no practice for qualifying. But I do wish we had a session um, before the duels tomorrow because that's my first time ever racing in a cup car. But uh, like I said, we're locked in, so we don't really have to worry about that, and I can use the duels as a practice session. Yeah, there's a lot of information, Um, and also I'm very focused on the Xfinity Series. This is a huge year for my career and my Xfinity car, so I'm extremely focused on that aspect, so I can't let this whole Xfinity deal get lost in the wayside on the cup race. So uh, we're going to try to compartmentalize um, each day and take it one step at a time, and obviously the Xfinity race is important for me, and I have to excel there. But when it comes to Sunday and racing there, um, I can learn a lot from uh, tomorrow's duels on Sunday just – be able to see how these things draft and how they race against other people. Thank you.
8: You have a lot of experience around here. You they were asking about Tony and, and a few others,
0: but we were kind of joking a little earlier. You have Tim Packman as well. He's probably one of the most well-known PR guys. So, uh, you know, you talked about a
5: little bit what you learned from Tony. What have you learned from Tim? Uh, yeah, I've uh, just kind of got to know Tim recently, but um he's very knowledgeable, and he's been around this industry a long time. So uh good to have him in my corner for sure for this 500 Crazy Media Day and, see how it plays out. What are you to handle such a crazy week? Yeah, just kind of breathe, and like I said before, just take it all in because it's going to be a lot, but it's uh it's really fun. What are you hoping to either tell yourself or, or learn uh, on Monday? Uh, the biggest thing I'm hoping to learn come Monday would be um, how much better of a race car driver I learned and became over this course of these next five days and um, how I can take that into my Xfinity car and, and go perform at a high level there. I mean, I I would love to, but the biggest thing is to perform at a high level and to go execute in my my Xfinity car and go uh, be a contender when Phoenix comes around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely pressure, um, but I'm excited. I, I've never been this excited for a full-time racing series in my life like I am for this year in the Xfinity Series just because I feel like Stuart Haas Racing's Xfinity program is a, is at a high level right now, and um, obviously having Cole Custer come down will only elevate my team as well. So hopefully uh, we can use that to our advantage.
0: Thank you. know that you've got to race your way You're not locked in. hmm
3: yeah just qualifying simple um, colleague racing has got a really good track record as plate racers i guess you could say as an organization from xfinity even over to cup they've been pretty solid uh it's still really green to the cup series so they haven't built up that portfolio that we have in the xfinity series as far as the reputation on being really strong on plate races but it's definitely gotten really good over the past few whatever many years they've been in the cup series now so uh for me um, I know if I make it into the race it's going to be it's going to be all it'll be good I just need to make it into there and hit my shift points good and get a good launch off pit road obviously I'm, I'm the first one off I'll be the first one to hit the racetrack which is crazy um, but that's all good and I'm excited for the opportunity to get a call right out of the truck series to have an opportunity to come run the Daytona 500 it's pretty pretty crazy
0: just the major
3: uh a little bit um yeah a little bit it's it's just a completely different aspect of racing compared to you know what they're accustomed to in an xfinity car and what i'm accustomed to in a truck um so it's just a different animal I want to get into the race want to learn as much as i can in the duels to apply it for sunday if i make it in and uh take it one lap at a time what's
5: um you know
1: out
3: there um if we lived in a perfect world we'd have practice before qualifying because who's to say right off the bat we didn't have we have a problem with a clutch or anything whatever it may be right off the bat and then that we have to race our way in so if we had practice right off the bat we'd be able to identify a problem be able to fix it before qualifying so i don't know it's been like this for how many years so it's obviously going to never change and that's fine did you
0: um
8: did you get
3: yeah, for sure. I mean, we did we did one sim session here in Daytona. Daytona is kind of a weird place to get on the simulator, to be honest, because nobody does it. So, um, just got on there to practice launches and whatnot. And then I actually, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, I practiced the launch out in the parking lot and was able to just feel where the clutch released and all that good stuff, and feel how um, the how the throttle throw is on these cars compared to an Xfinity and even a truck. Uh, all that stuff's really crucial for my launch off pit road, so being able to fill that in real life and not on the simulator uh, was pretty big, so.
8: Um,
3: No, not really, to be honest with you. Like, I drove it around and stuff. The steering rack, I'm really familiar with because it's what we run in super late models as well. Um, it honestly, the fundamentals... The feeling with your feet and all that stuff, it all feels the same, to be honest. Even though everything's completely different and whatnot, in my opinion, it all felt the same. Do you think you'll have any nerves, or will you be calm? Oh, I'll probably have some nerves, just because it is the Daytona 5. It's my first Cup Series debut and all that, and it's a really big deal, considering that I'm uh, going up against a guy that, I guess you could say, kind of got me started racing, Jimmy Johnson. It's pretty surreal, so. Um, But also... At the end of the day, the fact of the matter, I got the opportunity to come do this. I've been busting my butt, preparing for this opportunity all all off-season, um, been putting in the work. So I know everybody at Collier Grayson has been, too, so we're going to give it our all. Why
1: did he
8: get help get you started? Or how did it go
3: um, The biggest thing is just learning learning the organization. It's a brand-new organization for me. Sorry,
8: I meant with, you, you had said Jimmy.
3: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just watching. I was – Four, three or four years old when I started racing, and that was back in the air when he was literally kicking everybody's tail. And uh, my family watched NASCAR, and um, it was just always on the TV while I was sitting there playing with my uh, little log house deal. I always had this little log. deal. I don't know if they even still have those nowadays, but I still got mine in my mom's basement. But I'd always play with that in the middle of the living room floor, and we had a big old box TV right in the middle, and it'd be on TV, and I watched. I'm like this guy wins every weekend. I would pick up on. It. I was like, I want to be like that. That's so cool. So uh, I called my dad up and was like, hey, I, I think it'd be pretty cool if I, I raced, don't you? And he was like, yeah, it would be pretty cool. Let me do some research. So um, I started off in go-karts and um, won my first race, but after, I think it was three races, I believe, I actually got into a pretty bad wreck and four-year-old me flew out of a go-kart. So my, my mom and dad were like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. We're going something else. So that's when I started racing quarter midges. I was in that for quite a while. And uh, moved on from there to a Bandolero, and then moved on from a Bandolero straight to late models. And then that's when uh, TRD picked me up and kind of, kind of directed me where they thought I needed to go for my path and helped de- develop me. And that's when I started racing Arca and trucks, and then did a little bit of Xfinity last year, and now I'm here. And
0: what are your interactions with Jimmy? Been like, over, like
8: have you met him as a fan and
3: stuff? Like yeah, that? I met him. There's a picture floating around somewhere when I met him back in Atlanta. I don't know how old I was, but I, we have I had some ties with some people at Hendrick or whatnot, or my dad did, and somehow set up to where I wrote on the back of the truck after the driver intros and uh, took a picture right before we got in the back of the truck. That was pretty cool.
0: Does anything other than making the 500 tomorrow night or tonight um, constitute as a success for you guys, or is that kind of the end all be all? Is get in the show and, and have a good run Sunday.
3: I think that's just the first step. I think our honesty expectations for us as a group as the 13 group is to make the race and uh to finish all the laps I mean I've been watching this race for so many years now and everybody knows that about half the field will end up finishing so it's about for me at least um I just want to finish the race and wherever that plays out wherever I finish is where it plays out and that's where I end up but if I'm able to finish the race finish all 200 laps that I'll consider that a win in my books for my first my first rodeo here
8: the opportunity to become like a Trevor Bain.
3: Oh, then I'll go for it. I'll definitely go for it. Like like I was telling them a second ago, Collie Grayson has a really good reputation for plate racing, and I know if I make it in, I'm going to be working with my teammates. And like I said, we have a good reputation with staying with, with each other and working together, and that's been prevailing on the Xfinity side. So looking for that to transfer over here, and there will be a lot of success that comes with that.
1: The buzz on the radio was that if you could make it into the 500 and hang out and, and be around for the end, that you could be a threat.
3: Well, we'll just have to see. (laughs)
1: I mean, what Chase Briscoe says that winning Daytona 500 changed your life. Oh yeah,
3: I can I can definitely believe that for sure. How
8: how much race strategy have you guys?
3: Uh, honestly, we have. I mean, the biggest thing that's been emphasized for me is pit road, like how hectic it is and whatnot. And I've done some studying on SMT, just um, digesting, you know, how hectic it really is, how. Um, brake spikes and all that stuff, and what people do, and there's little things that each driver did with this uh, next-gen car last year. Granted, this was kind of the first place they came to and had a really heavy brake on pit road, so everybody didn't really know how deep they could go, but there were some things I picked up there as far as getting everything you could out of it uh, that some drivers were able to do, like uh, Blaney was a really good one. Chase was pretty solid at it last year as well. Um, so studying over their break trace and whatnot and what they did get in the pit road is pretty crucial for me.
8: I think you talked about right before
9: I got over here, but as far as no practice before
3: mm-hmm. tonight,
9: mm-hmm. How, how difficult is that?
3: I mean, in a perfect world that we don't live in, um, we would have practice before the qualifying tonight for, you know, the teams. I mean, this is a pretty extensive venue to come down to and be able to try to qualify for the Daytona 500 a lot for the teams in general. So, um to go qualify right off the rip if we have a part fell right off the bat. Um, if we had practice, that part would probably fell then, right, theoretically. So we'd be able to fix it and at least make a good qualifying attempt for the 500. But with qualifying just being first, you don't really have that by design. But this has been going – this is how it's been for how many years. So it's what it is. In the past,
0: the college guys have been known to, like, help each other, like, finish second for the sake of their teammate. winning. hmm
1: Can you see yourself doing that?
0: Oh,
3: yeah, for sure, for sure. How okay. I
1: many you uh, how do you feel about the Xfinity season? I mean, it's a, so many guys graduating up mm-hmm. in the Cup Series, It leaves kind of an open door. You know, what can I and no one moving on? It leaves an mm-hmm. open door for somebody to come in and take a charge and you've been a guy that could, you know, took charge in, in the
8: Truck Series and won when you needed to win.
3: Mm-hmm. Know, so what's your outlook on the Cup We had a really, really good test um, at Charlotte the uh, other week, and I was quite surprised. I mean, I wasn't really surprised. I knew we were going to be fast, but we learned a lot. Um, as far as an organization on some things that they were wanting to try but never got to really try because they didn't have a test. So I was kind of a guinea pig of that a little bit. Me and Daniel both were. Um, But we were, hands down, probably the best two Xfinity cars there for a bit, Um, especially Daniel. His stuff was really good. So I'm really excited for the Xfinity season. I know one of their biggest struggles were mile and a half and short tracks last year so-so and short track racing is my background and we made really big headway on the mile and a half program at charlotte so i'm looking forward to it for sure
8: how weird is it after everything to have Kyle Bush as a teammate
3: again not weird at all i feel like it's obviously for some reason we keep getting drawn back together so it's pretty cool i don't kyle's a good a good buddy of mine and i i lean on him a lot for some information i leaned on him for this honestly um former boss Former boss man too, so good. He's a good dude. It's pretty cool to have him come over here and help out the organization on the Xfinity side. He's got a tremendous amount of success in the Xfinity series. So, uh, knowledge is something you can't buy. Knowledge is something that you can't learn, and that's something that he has a lot of for the Xfinity series that we need.
0: You're stepping into
3: Yeah, no, AJ's definitely, I can, you might as well call him kind of the leader of the drivers over there and takes lead and whatnot. Um, just lean on him, with some information, kind of his experiences. He's got a lot of experience between the Cup Series and Alex Series as well from all the years he's been doing this, right? Um, the biggest thing I try to lean on AJ is is his road course stuff, man. Like, he's a animal when it comes to road course racing and trying to mimic what he does is I haven't got to try it firsthandily yet, but from people I've heard that has tried it, it's like it's impossible. So I'm looking forward to that challenge for sure. I know that he calls Justin Haley Has he adopted you yet? No, no. I still have yet to get that joke. I'm not even going to lie. I still have yet to pick up why, he, why what what's going on there. Not close yet, huh? I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Very.
3: Yeah, uh, it's a it's a family race team to be honest with you. It's um, picture of a short track team that's family oriented, family ran, and just blue collar workers. That's colleague racing just in a bigger a bigger uh, broad of things honestly. So um, this is definitely where I want to be. This is where I want to call home for for quite a while. I mean, I do have quite a few years here for my contract and whatnot. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I've got great partners, Chris Rice. Um, lead our team and whatnot he's a really good leader I've never been around somebody like Chris and and that's a positive thing I say um, so I'm really looking forward to this nice
10: to meet you nice to meet you we got AJ over there in a, in a big crowd yeah w- what's it like having uh, a, what, the age difference, yet he's won every, you know, in just about everything he's driven. You know, what, what is that, how does that affect you, you know, with, on the team, you know, as a driver?
3: I mean, it just gives me somebody I can lean on that has a lot of experience and whatnot in different broads of uh, series and whatnot and different cars that he's drove and just lean on him for his experience and his knowledge and whatnot and taking it with a grain of salt and going on with it. Have you
10: eaten at his restaurant yet?
3: No. So what's his restaurant? Is it Boathouse?
10: it No, it's by a golf yeah, course in Mooresville. Um, I forget the name of it. Yeah, I think it familiar. is. Yeah, yeah. It gives me a It's a bar, right? Bar restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it it a it's a bar, a right? bar, yeah, like the 19th hole or something like that kind of thing. Yeah, I know. So I've so I, I, I've known AJ since Open Wheel Day. So, really? So yeah, we give each other shit. That's funny. Time. So don't mention my name around. Okay, I won't.
0: I'm a <laughs> Lewis <laughs> friend. Dillon Coyle. Pleasure. You, you have
3: to be here for 17
0: more minutes oh great! I know um just because people are going to be coming back over and you know I don't know who's over there right now I can't play the where? Bubba? Uh, that's why it's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like I, I do yeah I, I don't like I just wish everyone would
3: I just wasn't happy about the Cardi Bulls. You know,
7: I,
0: I'm like, mm-hmm. so I can't. No yeah. 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 Yeah.
9: Good job. So, I this I'm asking a couple questions. Uh what is your favorite Daytona
3: 500 memory? Ooh, favorite Daytona 500 memory. I don't know if this is a good thing to say, but it's like the only memory I can really remember to be honest with you. So when I came down here, it was actually Nationwide Series when I was down here for that race. It's not the 500. Um, it's when Kyle Larson wrecked and his engine came out. You remember that? I was here for that race. I was sitting right where it came out. So that was kind of something that stuck with me. But I don't know. I don't. I can't give you a Daytona 500 memory, to be honest. I've watched so many of them, so many different outcomes. Can't really remember all of them.
9: So how Yeah.
3: Yeah. Ain't that something, right? right? It's crazy that I got the call from Matt Colley and Chris Rice to, hey, let's go run the Daytona 500. We're putting our full full effort in it. You're the guy. Um, that was really cool. That was really really cool. It shows what, how much belief they have in me already coming in, I haven't even raced a race with them guys yet. You know what I mean? So, um, that's something that is invaluable. It's something that. It's, it's going to carry out through this whole season knowing that everybody at Collie's got my back.
8: Right,
9: so if, if you do qualify, mm-hmm. what, what are your expectations? For
3: so, Collie Grayson has a really good background with plate racing as far as Xfinity Series and now translating over to Cups, so I look forward to kind of fitting in with that, working with my teammates, whatever we got to do to get to the front, whatever the strategy is, just working with them, and uh, however it plays out, it's however it plays out. Okay, and I know
9: you're not- with the aggressive driving in the second year, everybody's talking about the aggressive guy driving He's up in The second year of the next-gen car, and so there's been people talking about potentially black flags. So I'm asking all the drivers with the aggressive driving, like specifically last week of the crash, mm-hmm. everybody just driving through the guy, and mm-hmm. the guy in front of him. Denny Hamlin and a couple of people have talked about black flags. I mean. Is that an answer? Because it would stop, maybe stem it off, but is that the answer? Or is beat and bang just part of NASCAR
3: and that's just the culture? I honestly don't have a bone to pick in this. This is my first cup start, right. so it's like I could speak on behalf of, you know, I've raced a few races at Xfinity, but on the truck behalf and whatnot. But I don't know. I don't, you don't see, I think you kind of got to resort back to what the roots are of NASCAR and roots of short track race too, guys. that's kind of what this came from, right? Short track racing and what do they do about this stuff? If you really want the honest truth, they let them fight it out and they get out and fight, they let them do it. We don't really do that, but I think that's something that kind of Denny and the Ross feud that kind of needs to be quite honest with you, but I didn't say that, but it's all good.
9: Exactly. exactly. I mean, you hear Jeff Gordon, you hear all these guys talking about Mhm. Yeah. But, uh... The drivers, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jr., they didn't
3: like the rivalry when they were racing. No. But they're out. Yeah, it's awesome to see when you're out, but when you're in it, it's horrible because, you know, when you get around that guy, you're like, well, either this can happen or this can happen. And there's no in-between. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I turned that clash off about after lap 40. <laughs> I, I had to stop watching it, dude. I was getting so bored. All right, man. Thanks, yeah, buddy. thank you.